I was just doing a little pointy dance. Oh, a little doot 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 doot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it. Hey, I, I like, like it. you, Jen Ponton. I like you, Lillian Bustle. Oh I was just going to use your real name. And I'm like, well... <laughs> Lillian Bustle is also my real name. It is also. It, I mean, in terms of like how many people know you, like that, definitely. There's more. nothing more real than a name that you pick for yourself. I think. Solid. Yes. <laughs> on. On theme. <laughs> on theme. Branded content. Uh, uh, before we get started, I have to tell you about this gross thing that I saw. <laughs> Please. So. I have to tell you, so when, when, um, at the advent of YouTube tutorials, like at the very beginning of YouTube tutorials, when I would see all of it, I was like, why aren't people trying to charge for this? Like, why would you give things away? Because previously it would be like, oh, you have to subscribe to this blog or like there were some sort of paywalls and people would describe things and perhaps host video on their own website. But then YouTube was like, no, just kidding. You can host video here no matter what. And I was like, everybody's giving away all these tutorials. Mm-hmm. And then when things moved to Instagram, tutorials got silly. And now on TikTok, shit is just sideways. So um, there's this guy, and I can't remember his name. It's the, it's the, the, he got famous on Ellen. He reacts to cooking things, and it's hilarious. He's very, very funny. Oh, is he the one whose voice is over those quick prep over the aesthetically pleasing videos? No, not at all. Hang on okay. a second. Hang on, just two hot, hot sex. <laughs> two oh, hot I sex. hear you, girl. Uh, <laughs> uh, where did it go? Farts. It doesn't matter. He's wonderfully flamboyant. Um, here it is. Oh, Kaylin. Kaylin reacts to Nacho Bueno. That is how you can find what I'm about to tell you about. So this gal, I've seen her before. She seems to be famous for doing these outrageous things like, oh, I told you about the nasty ass Chef Boyardee pie, where uh-huh. she just had like uh-huh. a pie crust and like dumped some crap in it and was like, I put three pounds of butter on some bread and put it on top. And when she takes it out of the oven, she's like, everyone just chomps this right up. I'm like, yeah, it's it's three feet thick of, of sugar and pasta. Like, yes. Right, right, right. Of course. This is Yes, everyone's going to eat that. Congratulations. You're a wonderful mother. So- this one was the first thing she does is she takes out a number 10 can of nacho cheese, which is the big ones that you only see at like a, a cafeteria, right? Oh, yes. Okay. Like it's like a service, gallon a poured giant into food it. service. Yes. Thing of nacho mm-hmm. cheese. And she then pours it out all over her countertop. <laughs> and that right there, like his reaction was the same as mine, where I was like, gasp. And I was like, oh, I kind of see where she's going with this, but I don't understand the point. Can you spell Kaylin? K-A-L-E-N. Kaylin Nacho. Bueno. Bueno. Bless you for your service. And I'm not going to go into the whole thing because it's not, it's like dancing about architecture. But. Yes. um, Yes. uh, She basically like spreads the nachos out and does a Cold Stone Creamery sort of situation. (laughs) Oh. Oh. And I can't stop. It's one of those things where I, I can't explain to you. I don't want to see it. I'm not happy about it. I'm not going to try it. I have wooden counters. First of all, someone is definitely going to give themselves salmonella trying this at home. Yes, yes, where they have yes. not possibly sanitized their business. Um, uh, all I could think honestly, of was grout. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
I have seen Kaylin react to many a thing, and the very end was more or less bless your heart. Like it was so, <laughs> it was so just like staring off into space, wondering how we as humanity got here. Oh God! <laughs> the whole I thing can't is wait. Maybe four minutes long. It's oh. gonna. Four minutes too fucking many. Jesus Christ. It's but yes, I can't wait to watch your that. day. <laughs> or give you a lot of pause. Yes. Yeah. And it, it is one of those things that I thought about when I was like, maybe I should become a content creator, TM, where I was like, at some point, don't you run out of shit to say? And the answer is clearly yes. Yes. You sure do. Mm-hmm. A million percent. Oh, Nacho K-Lastima. Oh, K-Lastima. I'm Jen Ponton. I'm Lillian Bustle. And this is All the Fucks, a storytelling podcast about uh, every K-Lastima moment in your life. See, he, 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 Oof. K-Triste. Um, no, uh, no more nacho content from here on in. There's no. Oh, are we drawing a line at nachos? <laughs> but we're holding on to the pelicans and spider cast. Got it. Duh. <laughs> Duh. Was it Grace people... who sent you pelican stuff? Yeah, it was. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Grace. I cannot tell you how many things pop up when I put pelican in my search bar. <laughs> it's like we know you want. This we listen content. to your podcast, Lillian. <laughs> uh, we do. So um, this is apparently often attributed to someone else, but Wikipedia says it's attributed to Dixon Lanier Merritt. <clears throat> sure. A wonderful old bird is the pelican. His Bill will hold more than his belly can. He can take in his beak enough food for a week, but I'm damned if I see how the hell can. Yes, that is a solid limerick. Um, but that is actually not the poem she sent me, which means there's more. <laughs> which means there are more pelican poems. There's more pelican verses out there. Well, you'll be glad to know that there's more verses then. Yes! Of course um, there are. It's like the fucking oh, rhyme of the ancient mariner. No, this is by a completely different person. <clears throat> <clears throat> P.S. As as usual, this is not how we meant to. This is not <laughs> what we had planned for the day. Um, <clears throat> this not is never. by Alice Louise Jones. Buckle up. The pelican. Unwieldy. Huge. With no defined plexus to gauge his gravity. An ancient mariner, he stands and gravely bends his gaze on me. I told you it was the rhyme of the ancient mariner. (laughs) His black eyes twinkle. He confirms the memory of some struggling fish caught like a jewel in his beak, which serves him both as a bowl and dish. (laughs) The fringed rock buttressing the spray, the burnished kelp, the sea, the sky, he views with quiet nonchalance and (laughs) elephantine majesty. No! Elephantine majesty! (laughs) Dear listeners, you can hear, you can hear Lillian reciting this so seriously, but I am looking at her and she is so earnest right now. (laughs) With 
legs widespread and solemn mean, like some old greybeard of the sea, he balances his heavy chest, a metamorphic Socrates. What the fuck? No, no, no. This does not end with comparing a pelican to a great philosopher. Oh, but it did. This is not someone who knows what pelicans do. Put baby in pelican mouth. Let me... A pelican wrote this. Grace, I'm so terrible. I have to go find... I, I. She sent me one from a much more famous author. From fucking like E.E. E. Cummings or some shit. Oh, he's probably got one too. How can you not write about these majestic fucking creatures? These elephantine majesties. Sweet Jesus. So good. Um, We should so all... Good. Oh, no, I'm not even going to tell you what that is because I'm going to send that to you for your birthday. Oh, yes. <laughs> I want that. But if you're still listening to us and not another podcast. (laughs) If you you haven't skipped all the way through Pelican Poems (laughs) and us making dated Reagan reference. (laughs) Um... This podcast, and and a fitting time, too, because you know what, Lillian? It's Valentine's weekend. It's about to be. It is about to be. Happy Valentine's. Sure. Um, Sure. We've got got some oogie stories of the heart for you today. Or the loins. Yeah. I don't have a lot of good specifically Valentine's stories because... Like, the one time that I was dating anybody in high school, he broke up with me, like, uh, shortly after my birthday and shortly before Valentine's Day, which, again, looking back, it's okay, Todd. Nobody blames you. But, um, uh, uh, you know, as a a grounded-up adult, I have a couple of cute stories, but mostly it's just looking back and being like, God, what horrible pressure we put on ourselves. Like, what weight? Why? It's too much. This year we are, uh, oh, we are watching um, the Eat Me Review burlesque uh, performance. Is that the Brides? Yes, with the Brides. Beautiful. Um, And uh, uh, featuring our wonderful friend, Bo Bridges. Yay, Bo Bridges! And many other people who I know and love. And also, I'm making fondue. Yes. We're going to eat. A vat of cheese, and then we're going to eat a vat of chocolate. And yes. that's uh, as Dan Savage says, um, if you're going to have a big meal on Valentine's Day, fuck first. That's his. Oh, very <laughs> that's his good. His recommendation. Advice. I mean, that's really for very anything. good advice. Very, but, very good. Like, um, you know, there's no pressure to do anything specific on Valentine's Day except, you know, have your heart open and, and not. Be cold because it's fucking cold outside in most places. Yeah, right. I mean, and go get some candy at least by the end of day. No, no, that is the next day. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. February fifteenth is the day for candy. That is candy day. So excite. Um, Did your school do that thing where they could send you roses? Like you'd like send somebody oh, a rose to your yes. classroom. That shit A-hole needs to thing. stop. 
Right? If they're going to be judging how short girls' skirts are, they need to stop that rose bullshit. So awful. And, like, you could send roses with a little a little cellophane baggie of, like, Hershey's Kisses. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. It'd be better but, if... <laughs> like, almost anything else in a cellophane baggie would be better. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, In good candy news, though... They have already started selling Reese's eggs again. Oh. You are welcome. Which also Thank means you. that Cadbury mini eggs must be out already. Oh my God. My favorite thing to fuck up my teeth on. Yes. I love Cadbury mini eggs. Oh my God. They're so good. Honestly, I can't eat a cream egg for the life of me because it's just so sweet. But I hear you. I hear you. Eggs. This will actually make me get to the dentist. So that by the time March rolls around, that I will actually be able to eat those mini eggs with a a plum. Yes. I really, really, really should go to the dentist. I wish I could come with you. (laughs) I have a great dentist. (laughs) I would be your emotional support animal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right, you asshole. I've never gotten laughing gas. I'm going to ask about that next time. Come out to my dentist. They're great. (laughs) It feels like... It feels a bit like medical tourism. (laughs) They're so good. And they're also really good at poaching business because they're like, come on in. We've got laughing gas. And I was like, sign me the fuck up. That's amazing. I mean, I don't have to get anything invasive done. No, I'm pretty (sighs) sure I've got at least one cavity going on, though. Yeah. Probably. It's it's the the problem is when you let's let's not talk about our teeth ailments. This is bullshit. (laughs) I have, uh, what do you have? We have journal stuff today. What do you have? Oh, I no, I, I'm sorry. I know what I was going to read you. I was going to read you the Brian stuff. That's exactly what I'm going to tell you today. Oh, That's right. what I'm going to oh. tell you today. That was so good. And by good, I mean awful. Uh-huh. So awful, but also so, so fucking crazy. And, um, and a great story that I always forget about. So I feel mm. great about my life. Would you like me to go first or would you like to go first? Um, I am dying to hear your stories. So I would <laughs> love, 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 love for you to go first. All right. Raquel, me. So um, thank God at some point I decided that it would be important to write 2001 somewhere in my journal. Like I would have been able to figure it out. But I'm not uh, – historically great like i mean when you're writing journals i think most people this has been coming up a lot lately like we don't feel like we're experiencing history right we're just living our lives and then you look back and you're like oh fuck i wish this is an archive right and i wish i should be archiving now and i'm not i should totally oh i I say should in a way that's not mean to myself but in a way that we're like i know i would like to look back on this time and read about it and die The good news is you've got a podcast. The good news is I have a podcast and a record of text messages. <laughs> For all the good and bad that that means. Um, okay. So this was December 26th of 2000. Um, to set it up for folks who have not been following, I moved to New York City in uh, – um, September of 2000-ish, and I was staying with my grandma, and a whole bunch of crazy happened. So to set the scene, I don't have a cell phone. I don't have a computer. 
Yes. I have an address book and I have my grandmother's landline. Yes. Uh, and my grandmother will answer the phone and uh, tell people that she took a message and not take a message. That's what um, she liked to do. That was why I actually finally got a cell phone. December 26, 2000. So, have I told you lately I'm an idiot? <laughs> okay. Okay, so I placed an ad in the friggin' personals of the Village Voice. And already I've gotten two replies. Eventually I got a an avalanche of replies. And I would like to take a moment and explain to you. I'm going to give you a little mise en place about how I... <clears throat> I, I made this um, in Times Square on 42nd Street. There was a giant Internet Internet cafe because we used to have those. They, they still have them in other places called Easy Everything. Why it was called that? I don't know. But their color scheme was white and orange. So like yes. a creamsicle. Oh, God. And inside, for no reason, they had a chock full of nuts cafe. Mm -hmm. uh, and everything that you can get at chock full of nuts is sticky. So that meant that every computer keyboard that you oh, were to come no! across was, oh, I no! mean, you could go, it was sort of like kicking in bathroom doors at Port Authority. Like you could go down the line and just be like, well, this is the least disgusting one. Oh my God. You just named a thing I really don't miss. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I put myself through that. And you know what? Pat me on the back, me. Yes. That's so great. Yes. What a gift that you... What a gift! What that a I haven't gift. had to think about Penn fucking Station or Port Authority in a year. Woof. <laughs> woof. Woof, woof, woof. Um, and I was there with, I'm going to say, two friends. Uh, like my friend Mike, probably, and then maybe my friend Chris. Um and I had to, I had to log on to place the ad. But then when people replied to the ad, they called in like it was a sex hotline. So they would pay like a dollar or two a minute to reply to my ad. So that yes. meant that. And yeah, I wish, God, I wish I had the text of that ad. Fuck. Oh. Why did I not get a copy of the village voice and cut it out as obsessed as I was with everything at that time? Fair. Maybe it's tucked into something and I haven't found it. Oh, anyway. Uh, 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 uh. Already I've gotten two replies. One's 35 and the other is 45. Now, remember, I'm 21 at this time. Yes. Uh, the 45-year-old is married. And Jesus, what have I gotten myself into? The 35-year-old sounds like he has <laughs> – I remember this guy. Sounds like he has serious dinero, though. He's out on Long Island, like April, my friend April, who was living on um, out in Mattituck. Uh, uh, I remember it because he used the term reverse commute, which was something I had never heard before. So he like lived in Long Island or, or that he, can't he must be have right. Worked, he must have worked in Long Island and lived in New York. Or it was or someone else I was thinking about. <laughs> and this person <laughs> is not memorable at all. <laughs> Either way, the fact, the fact that I didn't realize how far Long Island was. Is key here. Is exactly mm. why this 45 year old thought that he could. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh, I'm so foolish. Why am I so foolish? This is silly. Oh, people are paying money to leave me a message. I need to revise my greeting to stress no married people. Yeepers. December 27th. So the good part about yesterday is that Mike took me to see Rocky Horror at Circle in the Square last night. Remember when it was on Broadway? I do. I saw it with Joan fucking Jet, man. It was great. Whoa. It was super hot. So What's great. What's up, Mike Rogers? Thank you for that. 
Um, but today I, I was working with a children's theater company and um, I had to meet my friend to go pick up a van to get <laughs> the set in New Jersey and then Don't go wherever we were going to go. Children's theater, real, <laughs> real feels. And it, I'd love to find that guy that I was stage managing with. He was a doll. Um, turned out Andrew had called to like reschedule and gotten grandma <laughs> and the time had been changed and she didn't leave me a message. Speaking of messages, today I got a message from a guy named Rich who's 27. He sounds nice. This pen sucks. So the next page is December 30th and it's just a to-do list with a whole bunch of job offer things that I'm supposed to call back, including ink keepers, which is where I then worked for like five years. Um, what, ink keepers. What was we sold paper rolls and ribbons for point of sale, which is like receipt tape. Uh, yes. And we sold toner. Uh, to hotels, like uh, printer cartridges. I don't know Lovely. why. What I do know is that for a short period of time, I was able to work from 12 to 5.30 and I made a shit ton of money. And then the boss realized that he was paying everyone too much and uh, cut how everybody was paid. And then I was destitute for a small period of time. <laughs> sure. You rode that but horse as long as you could, girl. I did. I did. It was like 1230, Christine, 27 West 24th Street, between 5th and 6th, 3rd floor, Innkeeper Suites 301. Look at that. I was absolutely tickled to find that. Yes. Uh, January 1st, 2001. Hooray. So I spent my journey into the new millennium throwing up in Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> but Legend. I was with April and that made it okay. Uh, I just talked to 35-year-old Jeff from the Village Voice. He seems nice. He's funny, at least. Um, then January 2nd, I think that I touched on this last time we talked. I have a whole page and a half about this guy that I had worked with who disappeared, but his roommate kept calling me. Whoop. <laughs> some guy named Lawrence and some guy named Gary. Um, oh, Gary called looking for Lawrence. And I was like, I don't know where the fuck he went. Goodbye. He Gary calls me to wish me a Merry Christmas. Uh, and then um, calls me on the morning of January 2nd to say he wishes that he knew where Lawrence was because, <laughs> because his own mother just died and he really wants to talk to Lawrence. Oh, God. You guys, you young people, this is what life was like. Like people would it just. It was this hunt, fucking weird. People would hunt people down. This is what you had to do. And then if it was something sad, you would just cry at a stranger. Or maybe it was just me, honestly. Maybe it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, well, to be fair, we know that you have a little bit of a homing beacon. Um, but That's still, true. life was generally more like this. Just I do. like to the to the nth degree for you. I collect very lost people. Mm. Um, I talk about the par cast party that I went to where my mom told me. Oh, okay. Uh, December 28th. Thursday, mom had called while I was at the cast party for the children's theater group and told me that Joseph died. That was the guy who worked at Colonial Moonsburg, yes. who I was seeing. Um, uh, 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 <laughs> I, I feel kind of fucked up because I'm still don't feel very affected because I didn't know him very well. <laughs> um, <laughs> doo -doo. He got strep and went into the hospital and the medicine they gave him swelled his throat shut and failed his heart. Um, anyway, hooray for January. Um, still mostly January 2nd. Hi, I'm on a number four train. I think it's running local. 
uh, and it's 2 a.m. And I just got back from my first blind date from the personals. Ew, that sounds so sketchy. But this guy, Jeff, is really nice. He's a waiter at 64th and Lex, not far from me. And he lives in Brooklyn. He kind of grew up in Alabama slash San Francisco. He's 34. He's okay. Again, I'm 21. Too, too much. Way too much. He's okay looking and he talks a lot, but at least (laughs) there were no awkward silences. That was the bar for me. (laughs) I understand. He's nice. Not really my style, but at least he's my speed. He, uh, encouraging seeing as I've blown off that Sylvester guy. Don't remember who that is. I don't know who Sylvester is. Um, he sounds like somebody I wouldn't really gel with. Okay. He sounds annoying, (laughs) (laughs) but this guy is encouraging and fun. There's life on this planet after all. Um, now why can't there be life under 30? Now this picture that I drew to go along with this, I'm going to send to you. Um, it's so beautiful and it features and I, and I then, I had a sweater that I liked so much I drew me in it twice because it made my boobs look so good. Um, uh, and it's it's a picture of us at the KGB bar, and I drew a picture of the KGB uh, neon sign. Can can we just side sidebar here? Yeah. Why do sweaters do that? Look, you and I, <laughs> you and I are fine in literally any garment of clothing. Mm-hmm. Any garment. Uh-huh. Why do sweaters somehow up the ante? I ask you. It's the way they cling. I the think. way they cling. There's like a texture to it, so it's not just like, um, you know, something. Th- it's like a bathing suit, right? Yeah. Like a bathing suit is very thin against your skin and should then be more alluring because you can see the actual shape of your body. A sweater mm-hmm. puts some thickness in between the viewer and the skin, but also if it's the right kind of stretchy. Gets those curves. Yeah. Okay. This was super cute. It was a beige turtleneck that had um like a fair isle thing right across the tits. It was great. Oh, uh, great. It was it was great. I love I that love sweater. <laughs> um then I have another little sketch. Uh one of them says beer bottles are hard to draw. And there's a little picture of the village voice. Oh my January seventh, two thousand and one. That was my birthday. So now I'm officially twenty two years old. Unbe fucking leaveable. Oh, I never planned for such this. A baby. No, this is not how things were supposed to happen. See, I only thought things through until twenty one. Well, when I'm sixteen, I can drive. Yeah, that didn't happen. When I'm 17, I can see R-rated movies. I can't tell you how this enriched my life. When I'm 18, I can buy cigarettes and lotto tickets. Um, Now I'm addicted to cigarettes, and I've never won the lotto. <laughs> Truly a Capricorn's reflection on her birthday. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What has this done for me? 20. I'm no longer a teenager. I ushered out my teen years trying not to kill the girl who had once been my closest friend. Oh, I don't know what that is. And 21. Now, great. Now I can bar crawl and corrupt minors. Hopefully not all at the same time. But 22? I knew what I wanted. I knew what I wanted to be doing at this time. I knew I wanted to be starting my acting career in New York. And here I am. But that was my frantic plan for 21, not 22. And that means next year I will be 23. Sweet God, after 30, what happens? Oh, my God. So earnest. (laughs) And like, yes, 22 feels like, well, fuck, I'm out of school. Like, am I a real grown up? And man, thinking back on 22. Uh Uh-huh. 
I was like, why did anyone even let me off a child leash? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I was not qualified to do anything. Nothing. Nothing. I didn't and there even, you are. I didn't a- have, I didn't own Tupperware. If I had leftovers, I would take a bowl and I would put the plate on top of it into the fridge. Girl. You know what? No, I'm not going to tell you that. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> That still happens, not never in my house. <laughs> I mean, it's not absolutely not the lowest of the low. It's just an example of like how I solve problems where I was yes. like, oh, <laughs> put a plate on it. Done. <laughs> oh, God. So good. Oh, well, anyway, I had a very nice birthday. I was at the theater. This is when I was doing. My friend Randy Skaggs had written a show called Counterfeit Straight. I was playing her in an autobiographical show at Wow Cafe Theater. Uh, I was at the theater with Sir Real, who is a lovely person who I think still works with Wow. Um, And I mentioned their real name, but I don't know if they actually use it, so I won't mention it here. Uh, Jamila, Randy, Allison, and Robin, who was smoking fucking hot. Um... Some other people were was Robin the one who absolutely wanted you. I no, feel that, like you told that me was, about. Nope, that was surreal. Oh, um, I was into Robin though, but Allison and Robin were dating anyway. Some other people were coming and going, but we put we put the most work in. I think I'm so proud of myself. I hung a lot of lights and cable, so much cable, <laughs> well, and I felt really good. My school literally was like, girls don't do tech well. They, they were not a. shy about it. Um, yeah. I felt really good about being up on that ladder and I ate a lot. What? Okay. My wonderful coworkers <laughs> sure. got a cake and some fabulous chocolate tarts and st- a stuffed animal swan. What? Oh, I remember that. It was a reference to the play and Marty got me a beanie baby swan that I still have. And how yes. cute because I forgot that's why I had it. Beanie baby. Uh, this is and, a time capsule. And Randy got me a crochet-covered photo book, which I also still have. Um, we were from, there from 11 a.m. until midnight. Marty and I had fun. I love her. I had a few moments with Garrett. Forgot that I had a crush on the boy who I had to kiss in this play. Is that how you know Marty from She wow? was my mom in the first play that I did in New York City. Oh, Isn't what? that the loveliest? It really is. I love her. It really is. I know you do. I said some dumb crap about Garrett. I think that I was only into him because I had to kiss him. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, Jamila is really fun, though. I almost, she was almost my roommate for a second. Uh, There are fun people out there. I knew they were. So before I was doing this show, I had been up here in, in New York since September and this is now January, and I honestly had one friend. Oh, honey. <laughs> I didn't have a job. I didn't have a normal place. Like, I would run into people at auditions and stuff, but, like, I didn't. I, and so all of these people, I was like, oh, God, thank you, New York. Thank you. Mm. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, I had a good day. I had an I want to stay day. I had been considering moving back to Florida. Oh. <sighs> 
I had an I remember why I came up here day in spite of having cut open my thumb on the chair yesterday and falling down the stairs today in spite of the nasty <laughs> melting snow slush and the slight dehydration in spite of all of this in the face of a part time low paying job of not having any furniture of not knowing how groceries will appear. I'm having a want to stay day. How did this happen? Oh, buckle up. Because theater, <laughs> because theater is what I love. Because life is amazing, and I find the recreation of that life more fulfilling than anything I can imagine. Because I love theater people. Yes, I love that. And this Aww. is a cute. This is a cute button. I told Dad I worked on lights, but not so much on scenery. And he innocently remarked, "Good, save that for the men folk." I laughed and reminded him that Wow was. Mostly a lesbian theater collective. <laughs> and then I laughed some more. I love Alan. Also, also, of course he said menfolk. Menfolk. Of course he said menfolk. Like. <laughs> if I could have dinner with anyone living or dead, who would it be? And why would it be your father? <laughs> he was very entertaining. I fucking bet. I fucking bet. <laughs> I think somewhere I have a tiny bit of video of him. Oh, man. Uh, January 9th. Uh, uh, yes, another blasted good day. Who am I kidding? Um, oop, oop. I was thinking to myself that when I was uh, living my life, making decisions regarding strange choices... I think I've told you about this before. Based on which of the two options made a better story, I would do that. I did that for a very long time. That's kind of how I got my courage to just yeah, flip yes. around in the world. For sure. Um, that my life was much more interesting. Action is superior to inaction. And I'll tell you what, moving to New York City for four months and moving back to St. Augustine isn't nearly as good of a story compared to saying, I just did it. I saved oh, some money up God, and I moved yes. here and I didn't break. And I didn't bend. I figured out what I wanted and I went after it. Girl, I love this. And I'm so glad you stayed, obviously. I am too. Because uh, uh, six, eight years from now, you're going to be writing about our our revelry at Lush. I know. I need to start journaling more. Okay, I think this is my last, my last entry that's anything interesting here. Um, January 15th, I promised myself I would write. So opening night, uh, opening night opened to a small crowd, more like an invited dress, but it went well. And I went on another blind date and oi, not so good. He said he was 26, but he looked older than Jeff did this older person who I knew. And he was a messy eater. I told you about this guy. We went to the lantern, uh, <laughs> diner and, um, I can't I believe I remember about that night recently. I remember like, more about this than I wrote. Really, that's really funny. Yeah, because we went late at night after we got home from something. Oh, yeah. um. So this, uh, I mentioned that he was a messy eater, but honestly, like the thing that will never come out of my mind is that he ordered a fucking pizza burger on a first date. A pizza what? burger. A pizza burger. A pizza no. burger. No, 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 no. That's right. No I red remember sauce. this now. No red no sauce red on a first sauce. date. What on earth? Like, I don't... Uh, anyway. If there's red sauce, it's in a spoon. You have a bib on. You tuck the tablecloth into your into exactly. your collar. Like... Yes. You do it up. Uh, 
He was a bit of a goober, tennis, chess, and to give the matter a touch of surreality, one of my contacts was fogged over. This was back when I had hard contact lenses. Oh, shit. Uh, but he paid for dinner. Always a plus. I need to stop giving these people my cell phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson for life. No, uh, you may not have my phone number. Uh, and April, my best friend from college who was grew up on Long Island and was out there. So we saw each other from time to time. Uh, oh, she called from St. Augustine. I guess she went back down there to tell me she doesn't think she wants to li- she was visiting friends. Okay, April called me from St. Augustine to tell me she doesn't think she wants to live down there anymore. She actually talked to Phyllis, who was my theater director, who said in her Phyllis voice, You two aren't thinking of moving back here, are you? Now, if Phyllis ever heard that, she would know that that's what she sounds like. So I'm not worried about it at all. To which um, April had to admit that, yes, indeed, do. we were thinking about going back. And Phyllis spent 20 minutes talking her out of it. Oh, my God. Uh, April did not take any classes with Phyllis. She just, we were, all of her friends were always at the theater. So right. she was always right. at the theater. Yes. She was the tag along. We had yeah. kids who, who acted in plays because of that, because they were someone's like fucking frat we girl roommate and they ended up being really talented individuals. Yeah. Oh, my friend Cedar, who then April named, I mean, she didn't name her child after Cedar, but he did that. Um... Uh, I've been feeling this way for, uh, I'm so glad she said something because I've been feeling this way for at least a week and to top it off, April actually said that she was thinking maybe she wouldn't mind moving here with me for a while. That didn't happen, but that would be great. How awesome would that be? Um, I could do this if I wasn't by myself and then in parentheses, weren't (laughs) (laughs) totally. Oh, how cool would it be to live with April in a little apartment in the village? Geez, I would love that so much. I just need someone to share all this with somebody I can get. Some consolation from when it feels too hard. Someone I connect Aww. with. Um, it's all ludicrous on my own. Uh, and then I drew a picture of her and me at the corner of Bleecker and something. Ah, that's so cute. And I sent it to her tonight and she was like, I want that framed. Oh, I love that. So I feel like that's a really good snapshot of that period of time for me how fucking lovely i love that thank you i guess i could technically do both but your your like new beginnings story has inspired me because i do have my i'm going to college journal right sure yeah this this was my first play in college and i only write a couple of things about it it's uh but this was like my freshman semester and the main stage auditions were for Twelfth Night and I auditioned as, as a freshman. I was cast as Mariah. So that was really my introduction to like the theater department Ooh. and all of the kids that I would go on to be pretty close with for a couple of years. So September 27th, 2002. I am so ridiculously happy. I write so rarely now, and I'm sorry. I'll try to write more often. Oh, I used to apologize to my journal all the time. All the time. All the time. (laughs) I made Mariah in Twelfth Night. It takes up all my time, and I love it. I think I'm falling for Rob, my Sir Toby. So Rob was, Rob was like a fifth or sixth year senior, and just... (laughs) 
a very Robin Williams type guy. So affable, so sweet, just lovely, lovely, very funny, um, very warm, and super talented. And of course, he was Sir Toby. Uh huh. And uh, and that was my first crush in college. Oh. He's so talented and funny, and he's not bad looking either. <laughs> okay, September. Listen, when- I gotta tell you, I have mad love for the weird looking people. Hell yeah. And I mean, it wasn't it wasn't disruptively weird. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. You know? Yeah. So, uh, September 29th. <laughs> you know what it is, though? It's because some people are weird looking and they take that and run with it. And then some yeah. people try to hide the weird and it doesn't work out. This is very true. Bring us your weird. Um, <laughs> you're weird, you're, you're bizarre, you're strange, you're, <laughs> you're huddled. Huddled freak show. <laughs> freak show. Um, September 30th, 2002. Oh my God, I love this play. My Sir Toby is so awesome. I am falling for him big time. Well, little time, but still. He's funny, <laughs> animated, and cute, even with facial hair, which was like, well, you, when you're 18, of course, it's like a fucking hard pass. Um... <laughs> Because nobody grows it well. No. And, uh, <laughs> and, and he had like really scrubby Italian growth. Super mm-hmm. Italian. So uh, cute, even with facial hair. Um, perhaps even cuter than without, a rare occurrence for me. <laughs> um, d- October 1st, 2002. Uh, oh, wait, no. Uh, 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 uh. Oh. October 2nd, 2002. Life is wonderful. Singing is wonderful. Rob is wonderful. Being kissed, danced, romanced, and fondled is wonderful, even yes. if it's only on stage. <laughs> Listen. Yep. Listen. So what I didn't write, and I don't know, um, I don't know why I didn't write it, because I totally remember this moment. We had a... Uh, you know, sometimes they would, like, have someone who wasn't the director come in and, like, do a guest rehearsal sure. session. Sure, yeah. Give you some notes, yeah. Yeah. There was a lady, and I have no idea who she was, she, a Shakespearean expert, who came in to work with us for one of our blocking rehearsals. And there's a scene where, like, Toby and Mariah are flirting a bunch, and then nothing is explicit. And mind you, I had not had a boyfriend at this point. I had had my first kiss during the moments that must not be named. Mm -hmm. However, that was when I was a freshman in high school and I didn't like it. And, you know, I I disowned it. Sure. I'm not going to lie. I born again did a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm into it. I got a little evangelical with my kiss and I was like, I'm taking it back. That's Um, fine. It's fine. But you know what? Then after my psychotic first boyfriend, I was like, never mind. I'm going to go ahead and just keep this energetically because Steve was still so much, so much better than my (laughs) horrible first boyfriend. (laughs) So in my mind's eye, by the time I got to college, I had never been kissed. And here I am in a theater apartment with all upperclassmen, all of whom are just... theater college kids everybody's having sex with each other it's yeah. it's so raunchy rowdy um and here theater i am people are, are are what all the band camp jokes are about the truly so um here i am the like lone freshman in this giant 
hypersexual group of of college theater upperclassmen and here I am walking into it definitely the only virgin and definitely the only one who's like I've never been kissed and this Shakespearean pro comes over to me and she's like I want to give you an actor's secret and I'm like okay and she pulls me to the side of the rehearsal hall and she whispers I want you to go kiss Sir Toby at the end of this scene and I just like 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 a fucking cartoon like and I'm like Oh, oh, and um, she was like, "You're you're you're gonna do that at the next next go," and I'm like, "Okay." And so we do the blocking. Oh, your little thermometer. My little thermometer. I'm still embarrassed. It's <gasps> been it's been however ungodly long. It's been eighteen years, and I'm still embarrassed. Mm-hmm. But here we are. Um. Yeah, and like we did the whole scene and we did the blocking and there was like dancing in the blocking and I was like, hoo hoo. And then I had to run up the stairs and run back down and pull his face close and kiss him. And the look that he gave me afterwards, like, oh, you sneaky girl. <laughs> it was the best. It was so great. And I later told the lady, I was like, I've never kissed anyone before. And she was like, Ugh. Why didn't you tell me? Oh. <laughs> so. So. I know. Just like so fucking earnest. Oh. 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 Okay. I'm. Okay. Great. I told you that. And so on um, October 30th, 2002, I got my first kiss tonight. I instigated it and it was a stage kiss. But still, Rob and I were doing two, three. And in the end, where I stroke his beard and say farewell, Julie called me over. She was like, why not try kissing Rob right on the lips? And I was like, gulp. So I didn't tell Rob. And I gave him a soft one right on the kisser. And he was like, you're sneaky. It worked, though. (laughs) Ah. Cannot so fully advocate for sneaking up on kisses on actors. <laughs> I know, right? Still super fair, hot, and I like it. It was but. so sweet. And, like, what a safe person that with. Truly, truly, truly. So um, here is here is my <laughs> Valentine's horror story, which happened 16 years ago in February. Mm. I used to sing with a band called Project Mercury. Um, I did the most Capricorn thing of all time, and I was, like, 19 years old and reading through, like, backstage classifieds. And this band, this folk band, whose violinist and vocalist was, uh, was having a baby, and she was gonna, she was just gonna not be with the band for, like, a couple years. They were looking for... I love this. uh, They were looking for a musician to take over. And I... And they were like 25 and up. And I was, I wrote a very commanding (laughs) cover letter. And I was like, dear Marion, my name is Jen Ponton. I'm only 19 years old, but I'm this accomplished. And blah, 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 You Capricorn the shit out of that. I Capricorned the fuck out of it. Of course I got hired. And I ended up touring with a fucking folk band through 19, 20, 21, maybe a little bit of 22. And uh, I loved them. I I, uh, I absolutely loved performing with them. And so it was me at like 19 hanging out with easily people headed towards 50. 
if not beyond. Yeah, yeah. Oh, folk music people, yes, oh, for sure. Oh, and you were so, we, we were so good. We were, it was a really good, like, such a pleasant group to be with. We had, like, groupies who would follow us around because it was just such a chill night of fucking music. Uh, you know, we'd sing, like, Dylan and Billy Joel and the Coors and, like, ah, uh, so great. Anyway, I loved Project Mercury. So when I was with them, we had, we had uh, coffee houses that we would frequent and restaurants that we would frequent. And one of them was called Cool Beans in Oradell. <laughs> cool Beans was the shit. And they had the best carrot cake of all time oh, ever. Num. And so every nice. time we'd go to Cool Beans, I would get this massive slice of their carrot cake because it was so fucking bananas. <laughs> Just for the record, I love carrot cake. I mean, I like red velvet, but like if you're going to be like, what? What kind of cake should we get her? Carrot cake with fucking raisins. Yes. Yeah. Oh, all right. Okay. So. Give me that cream cheese icing. Oh, Go so their cream cheese icing was out of this world. So <laughs> on this particular night at Cool Beans, 1 February in 2005, I was dating uh, the boyfriend that I was with before, Andrew. And uh, soon to be broken up with him anyway. Uh, we only maybe had like a month and a half on the books left but um there was there was he he very well could have been a beat poet and I won't say he wasn't attractive he absolutely was he reminded me of Lucas from Empire Records (gasps) yes oh I love it he very much reminded me of Lucas and I'll be I'll be brutal (laughs) that's absolutely what I had in my head and was like ding 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 I love that he's flirting with me he had on Mm -hmm. a fucking like black leather jacket and black turtleneck and he was handsome and he was really creepy and broody which uh, is a type that likes me Mm -hmm. it's relatable content it's a type that likes me and i'll be real i don't know why some look some creepy broody people are fine and they just read as creepy but they're healthy and just like kind of broody and spooky and that's fine. But but some creepy, broody people are more creepy. And God knows, I've seen enough of them. Anyway, this guy, mm-hmm. fucking Lucas, I'm just going to call him Lucas. It's because you're such a, like, lollipop sunshine. Uh, yeah, I know. But then I always think they're going to be a, into, like, a Winona Ryder type. And then they're some, for some reason, fixated on me. And I, but he was broody and intense and I don't not like that and um I just like it when the person is also completely sane um that's kind of critical anyway it's a high bar oh but like I'm singing up there and I'm looking cute and sounding nice and he's just like staring at me and he looks but in like a in like a hot way and he, and sure. you know as a grown ass woman i can say that's behavior that would immediately make me turn tail but at that point in my life i was like oh god that like <sighs> intense eye contact attention i was absolutely i was like how can i you know that moment where you're like is there can i turn around and readjust my boobs so that they're at optimal cleavage <laughs> you know yeah I mean, I would tell I would tell young me, hey, there are people who do this who are way healthier for you, and that will be great. But um, no, this anyway. Lucas was super intense. 
super broody, and definitely was making eyes at me. And when we when we had some downtime, and my boyfriend also was at the show, but he was like just he was just hanging out because he went to all of our shows, so he was uh-huh. doing his own thing. And when we had a break in the set, I went up to go get like a fucking chai latte. Mm. And a piece of carrot cake. And he came up and talked Mm. to me. And he might have, like, pointed at the flyer. And he was like, this doesn't look like you. And he, like, flirted with me and whatever. Or it felt flirty, but I didn't know. Because I was really, really bad at reading that. And then he, or trusting it, rather. And then he gave me his card. Or, like, he wrote down his email address. So, and was like, let me know what your band is doing and when. And I was like, okay, Lucas. So, here was my first email to Lucas. Dear Lucas, hi, this is Jen Ponton. We met tonight at Cool Beans. Um, He asked me for a favor, so I told him I had forwarded his request on. Thank you for coming to the show and being so supportive. I hope to see you next Saturday at Beantown. I've added you to my AIM buddy list if you frequent it. Hope to talk to you soon. Fondly, Jen. P.S. was this picture doesn't look like you to be taken as a compliment or as an insult. Just kidding. Oh, man. So hard to navigate, but you did a great job. Thanks. I mean, at least 20-year-old me was just fucking floundering. Then, Lucas's first email to me is, I've changed my mind. It does look like you. Talk to you soon. (laughs) Fuck you. I mean, hooray. But, but like, but uh, it sounds shitty, but the way that he wrote it. No, 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 no. exactly what I'm. No, that fuck you was yeah, in a hot way. Yes, that yes. was like a. That was a, yes. It was. A, that was like a. Fuck you. No, no, no. But it. But it was a. It was a hot fuck you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell between anger. Yes, and No, we are on, on the same face. page. Okay. So then I wrote. Listen, I gotta tell you, I can't. I haven't hung out with people in so long. <laughs> I don't know what my body language is doing. So. Um. Also, not to lie, but your banana dress is, is distracting. I, yeah, right? <laughs> I love it. Okay, so. I'm not mad. Okay, so then I, then then he did come to Beantown. Then he fucking came to Beantown. So I said, dear Lucas, good seeing you again tonight. I enjoyed actually getting to sit and talk with you after the show. I do hope to see you again next week at Cool Beans. I hope you like Project Mercury enough to return again. We'll be coming out with some new songs fairly soon. It won't be ready by next weekend, but definitely by the end of March, I should hope. So if you... Oh, oh, and one of the things that he said when we talked, because I then quote it here, is he was like, I would love to have time with Jen, but she's always got an entourage. Ooh, I know. And I was like, what? So... I then wrote, sorry if you were or are deterred from coming because of my entourage. I feel that it's always better for a performer to be well supported by loved ones and or close friends. Uh, And they seem to always enjoy seeing Project Mercury. At any rate, I do hope to God, I love you so much. (laughs) At any rate. I do hope to see you next Saturday. Take care. Fondly, Jen. So I was really trying to walk this line. Um, Then Lucas wrote, you may have misunderstood my entourage remark. It's great that your posse comes to see you perform. It's just not the ideal posse. Posse. (laughs) It's 
<laughs> it's just not the ideal chill with Jen situation. If only because Mir. No, it's it is absolutely not. Mm. You better ask me out on a fucking date. <laughs> if only because merely one of us is acquainted with them. And it presents unsettling the imagery of Jen and her admiring chorus of uniformly male satellites, the Jackums. I remember yeah, this. I read this. So real quick, how old is he? He was probably like 25. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, that's fine. I feel like 19 to 19 to 26 yeah. feels yes, like normal Yes, I don't to me. think he was outside. He, he, I don't remember him feeling, he was older than me. I don't remember him feeling uh, abundantly older than me. Sure. I like his turn of I, phrase, though. I know, right? If he were less <laughs> insane, <laughs> it would have been the shit. So he says, after talking about Jen and her admiring <laughs> chorus of uniformly male satellites... Thus, while I'd be fine with seeing the group, entourage or no, a chill situation would require that the satellite issue be worked around. For example, we could chill for a bit a couple of hours before your Cool Beans gig, and then I could either run you there or return you to your motorcade and catch you there later. And then Lucas started signing with yours, Lucas. And, girl, let me tell you, I was completely just the stupidest in love with the ex that I was with at that time. If I had mm. been single, Lucas, Luke, uh, in a heartbeat. In a fucking heartbeat. No, no, I get it. <laughs> I get it 100%. Uh-huh. Dear Lucas, don't worry. I didn't take the entourage thing badly. I know it can be daunting getting to know someone when there are always others around. Chill situations may be hard to navigate, ironically, especially on gig nights. Uh, My boyfriend and I live together. (laughs) So when I go, he comes along with me since it's not really a drive to sniff at. Also, this this Saturday, (laughs) I may have to be home, real home, not school, until Cool Beans. Uh, I'm pretty frenetic for the immediate future, but maybe we'll see what we can do once things settle. Take care and I'll talk to you soon. Fondly, Jen. P.S. I'm sorry if I was too pushy about coming to Cool Beans. You don't have to come if you don't want to. P.P.S. The Jackums send their regards. So, oh, this poor child. Um, uh, uh, then Lucas wrote to me, J-A-C-U-M, clap, clap, J-A-C. Um, and, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, he wrote, I mean, the, the message doesn't matter, but he wrote as a, as a, as a salutation at the end, watching your hairline recede, my vain darling. (laughs) Oh, what? Oh, what? What? I just had to laugh over that my shoulder. That sounds like some shit my Whoa. father would have said. <laughs> you know, and also sounds like the same kind of shit that I would have been like, he Oh, really he did me. really like me. <laughs> I know. And that was his and best effort. And that was his best fucking effort. <laughs> as we have discussed oh this Oh, my God. Oh, okay. So <laughs> then, so, mm-mm-mm. I know. I fucking know. I know. Oh, no, no, no oh, shade. I mean, en- endless shade. 
I love this story. I love it's this so story. It's so crazy. Banana, banana pants. Um, banana pants. Let me see. Um, oh, oh, I talked with him for a long time. Interesting. Okay, so I, I don't know why I can't find it. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Um, all right. So I believe what happened after that email to him was that he did not enjoy that I was like, blah, 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 boyfriend, because he thought I was single. And um, mm. I mean, I would be shortly. So there's that. But still. Um, <laughs> so he got a little inappropriate with me. And his fucking email, first of all, the subject line is morning. And Lucas writes, morning cometh and life is good again. A good night's sleep will work wonders for turning hell on earth into common melancholy. I get these this way every two months or so. <laughs> Particularly when those things which buttress my self-worth are shaken. Women, of course, contradict themselves yet again, urging men to let out their griefs and yet holding them in contempt when they do. He then says, this isn't Woof. directed at you. But he then goes on to say, oh, just something I happen to be quoting. Then this bitch says, <laughs> men eventually learn that women lie. They don't want men to air their griefs. They want men with no grief who accept all of life's calamities, most especially their woman's offenses without complaint. Nothing but virtue, strength, and pride. Thus, men must lie and never let their guard down and deal with women constantly nagging them about how they never talk about their feelings while knowing full well that to discuss their feelings is a one-way ticket to celibacy. Lucas. And he says, P.S., I know that the nature of email is to read this as a complaint, but it's not. I say it in the same spirit as Chris Rockwood in one of his skits. Okay, Lucas. Okay. Uh, listeners at home cannot see my hand fully <laughs> eclipsing the camera in a, in, in a posture of absolute disbelief and uh, horrification. Truly absolute. Yeah, I feel like, uh, and I could be... Da, 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 da. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm in 2002 and imagining any, any man being like, it's not like this. It's as Chris Rockwood is. Oh, truly. <laughs> yeah. Any white boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, and I just want to say again, could have been so good, been right? So good. Like, if he were, like, 20% like, less angry and resentful, and this is, like, incel energy, right? This is... It really is awful. incel energy. If he didn't have incel energy... Like, I'm entitled to your attention and oh, affection God. it's before it had a name yeah and like shit. i'm not gonna lie yes i was attracted to him and yes i enjoyed flirting with him however i was quite professional <laughs> well and and i, I don't want to aggrandize anything but like whether you're in like a coffee shop 
folk band or literally anything else before Instagram, there was Instagram. There was the knowledge that you needed to seem slightly available and flirty and mm. fun to get people to come to your yeah, fucking shit. For sure. Whether it was whether it was like dark ass lesbian poetry <laughs> slam or whether it was like goofy improvy dork night like it doesn't matter whatever it was if you gave the impression that you were with someone it it cut down on the people who would your sexual availability is part of your advertising for fucking sure yes absolutely absolutely so um so yeah, it 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 totally sucked that he was like that because if he were more sane, he would have absolutely been like exactly what the fuck I wanted, for sure. So, he got real weird and I pulled away and I want to say at one point he sent me like fucking Joni Mitchell lyrics, although I can't seem to find that here, but of course, right? No, you've mentioned that. Yeah. I believe it. That's not yeah. far-fetched in any so way. So he just reached out randomly in June and was like, where are you playing at these next few weeks? And then he wrote, love, Lucas, so that's fine. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, so then he reached out again in September and was like saying, hi, it's been a while. You around? And I wrote, hey, Lucas, indeed I am. How are you? And he write, he goes, all right, what's happening? What are you about these days? And I wrote, oh, my God. I know. See my, my previous comments. So. <laughs> yes. I wrote, just getting into the fairly crazy swing of school again. How about you? And he goes, quitting work, job hunting, sifting through offers, working as a graphic designer for a print and embroidery company back at Ramapo. Sure am. How's the new job? What are you hunting for? And to which he responded, there are a lot of good stories here, and they deserve to be told in person. Ellipses. Could be so good. Could be so good. That's my shit. Why you gotta be incel-y? Why you gotta be incel-y? You are the thing. (laughs) Why? Then I've had that so many times, so many times where I'm like, I'm, I'm here for what you're selling, but like your, your packaging is terrible. Awful. Or your mission statement's trash. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So like, um, and then I want to get laid is not a mission statement. (laughs) Right. I didn't write him back after that. I think part of it was because like I, cause I knew what he wanted and I wasn't single. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't want you getting fucking weird with me again. And um, and it was my senior year, and I threw myself in. So then he wrote me like a week later and said, haven't heard from you in a bit. What's the news on gigs, life, the word, and some such? Uh, hey, Lucas, life is busy, busy, busy. Lots of classes and work and rehearsals and time with the new boyfriend and getting accustomed to the move-in, new roommates, etc. Hope your job hunting is going successfully, although your current position sounds pretty fun. As far as gigs go, I'm playing at Cool Beans this Saturday, but I have nothing else lined up for a while. Um, I'm not sure if we'll be booking, but October's out for me and probably most of November. I have a full, I have a feeling we're going to get going full steam after January and February. At any rate, I'll let you know of anything if they come up. Take care. And like, oh, wow, I really, I <laughs> turned him the fuck down. Shit. <laughs> um, 
And then I wrote him in February, so he didn't talk to me after that. Hey, Lucas, how have you been? Did you wind up getting that job you were shooting for in September? Hope 2006 is seeing you well. And he wrote, Odd that you should write about now. I still can't find a decent job, but I am in the Ramapo Corral for some music credits towards a certification. I seem to involve to recall you being involved in Ramapo as well. Perhaps we'll get in touch. Yours, period. Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, mm-hmm. Lucas. Wow, how funny. Yes, still at Ramapo, finishing up for my degree in May. So, Listen to you. so you're going back for another bachelor's, this time in music? Well, not quite, my dear. I'm getting auxiliary credits so that I will be eligible for provisional teaching certification should I ever need it. Yours again, Lucas. Hi, Lucas. That's wonderful. What were your preliminary teaching credentials? Because you have been shooting for teaching these past couple of oh years. Oh my god! You went from like flirty, flirty to like job interview. Yeah, so fast. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was writing him back pretty quickly, so he wrote, "You've been replying promptly. I have a hard time keeping up. <laughs> my relationship to teaching is filial. Both of my parents are deeply involved in education. My mum and dad. He's not English." Or Canadian. My mom and dad are thus requiring me to take advantage of that particular asset and position myself as advantageously for teaching as I can, should I need it. I cannot tell you, I cannot impress upon you enough how much this man would be my soulmate if he were not so fucking crazy. Nope, I get it. (laughs) I get it. You know. Yeah, This is my exact brand of broody intense. Are you fucking kidding me? Give me that. Yeah, we're like, you you probably juggle and work at a Ren Faire, and (laughs) I want it up in it. Chomp! Chomp, but you're so incel-y. Fuck you. Mm. Uh, Mm. I have always borne a deep aversion to teaching and continue to do so. I don't suffer fools gladly, hate waste, corruption and fecklessness, hate politically correct and shallow curricula, hate teaching inane and mind-numbing material, hate political patronage and union fetching, and hate government work. And I hate my mother's basement. Yes. Needless to say, I am trying my best to escape the profession. Sorry about being so negative, but you struck a sore spot. Hopefully we shall now get back to joviality. Hi, Lucas. Sorry to <laughs> sorry to hear about your stinging contempt for teaching <laughs> and vaginas. <laughs> wow. Hopefully soon you'll be comfortable with telling them no and continuing on your own path, which seems to be far from the educational world. How are other things rolling? Uh, I'm pressing on and enjoying the ride when I can. I hope to give the chorale director, Dr. Luter, a piece I composed so that the select chorale could perform it. I think it's pretty good and I don't think I'm easy on myself. I would also like to do it in a joint in New York City if I could. And various other attempts at building a life. I swear. The chances Mm -hmm. of me... Pursuing a teaching career to assuage the soul-stifling timidity and old-world paranoia of my family, my family, is pretty much nil. But upon graduating from college, I found myself two classes away from having enough credits to be eligible. 
Um, and furthermore, I passed the Jersey Praxis, so not taking care of business in that regard would be silly in my opinion, especially considering the opportunities and improvements in musicianship it affords me. How's it going with you? <laughs> W-I-T-C-H-U. Uh, oh, oh. Why? Uh, I then t- why I, I then write on to say hi, Lucas. Uh, Lisa really. Oh, <laughs> you are taking such good care of him. Uh, yeah. Hi, Lucas. What's the piece, Jazz? Lisa seems to like eclectic eclectic stuff, especially in the global department. Blah, 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 blah. Not, not a problem with having a backup plan. As for me, I'm busy my final semester with one class, a main stage production, a budding theater company, and an assistant artistic director at, an, at another theater as an internship. So I've got loads going on, and luckily all in the field that I've set myself on pursuing. It's been busy, but definitely worthwhile and exhilarating. Fondly, Jen. Hi, Jen. So no time for choir, eh? A gifted young lady like yourself. I would have expected you to be involved at least in Luter's drama class, though. Though you seem to have... What do you want from me? Though you seem to have bigger fish to fry. Uh, he want that cake, is what he want. Um, Shit. <laughs> uh, my thing is gospel, jazz, classical hybrid, synthesized pretty well. That's a lot. <clears throat> Lucas was a lot. Uh... I it, it this one ends with I have my virtues patience and abnegation aren't really among them with love Lucas oh then we this all reminds me of the guy who when I was like making out with him he was like am I being ambiguous yes and no yes yes Jesus that whole Christ. energy yep oh Lord where did he get this. I wrote, hi, Lucas, I hope the day jobs have at least been slightly interesting, even if monotonous. Well, my stuff's not been performed quite. I wrote a vocal piece as a final for my theory class in high school, and I got a trio to perform it for the class, myself included. Otherwise, <laughs> I've tried my hand at arranging barbershop covers of older songs. I'm in the midst. Yeah, you did. I'm in the midst of Peggy Lee's Why Don't You Do Right, which I haven't. <gasps> mm-hmm. I still have that, which I haven't picked up in quite a while, but it was coming along really well. I don't... I have a question. Would you like to perform my arrangement of Why Don't You Do Right? Can you and me, please? Yeah. Yes. Because they have that quartet app. Oh, yeah. And you and I have never sung together, and I feel like we should. Yes! Boop, boop, boop. Um, so... head. <laughs> so, I was writing this arrangement. Uh, I don't ha- I don't have much... The ha- I don't have... I don't much have the hand for regular songs, really only acapella arrangements. Must be all those years of barbershop. And he wrote back, he made a scene, and he goes, the Jessica Rabbit song. I don't know if replying after two months counts as doing right, but then we wouldn't have all those wonderful songs to sing, right, boys? He then writes a script. The boys say, yeah, woo! (laughs) Jen says, that's enough, boys. He wanted me to step on his chest in stilettos. I'm just going to say that right off the ground. Um, <laughs> There's for no sh- fucking for way. For sure. Um, yeah. Nope. That's a dude who wants to be kicked. Mm. For sure. Then 
He writes, my night job is eluding the specter of my day job who continually haunts me trying to torment me. The specter says, you'll never escape. Lucas says, damn you to hell. The specter says, do so. And I triple my fury. <laughs> Lucas says, your fury is a coarse gasp, hollow sphinx of oblivion. The specter says, you and I are one and the same. We are the eternal shade of the civil servant. <laughs> Shut up and collect our paycheck before we report us to the union. You see where the tension lies. Is this burning <laughs> an eternal shame? Girl, I thought you were going to start singing. Um, if this is no ordinary love. No. Ordinary love. Yes, both appropriate. He then fucking signs off with the most... <laughs> With the most bizarre, you, you see, you see where the tension lies. Ellipses. <laughs> oh, I see. And, oh, I see. And, and before he writes Lucas, he writes endearingly. I just, dude. There's no coming back from that nonsense. <laughs> I can't. I, I just, I can't tell you how much he could have had it. I know. Nope. I, I ab, absolutely. Oh. Where you're like, you were so close and yet you felt so entitled. I apparently wrote back to him and I wrote, Lucas, that was amazing. And he said, thanks. That's the nicest thing anyone said to me since What's-Her-Face told me she'd had worse. Yours, Lucas. Um, no, I don't know if there's any cis men who listen to this podcast, but if but you were no. listening, that is a that is two thumbs down. Yikeroonies. And that, I and you were like, how wrote, could I make someone's vagina dry up instantly? And I wrote him as much. I said, ooh, yeesh. And he goes, but thanks in all seriousness. Oh, Lauren, <sighs> what's this shit? Uh. Uh, 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 okay out of nowhere he sent me he sent me like a proposal whatever um and he and this is another fucking microaggression this guy of course you don't have to read the thing just if you remain curious about the topic and of course while i remained silent so did you no gentle reminders or perhaps our last correspondence was so amazing that you preferred to keep it as a memory all thoughts are insinuations. All endings are ellipses. The period is a lie. I then wrote to him. I'm, I'm looking to the sky for an answer. You really are. I wrote to him. I got a chance to go through it. It is your passion. I'm sure you will do it justice. I didn't gently remind you because I figured you'd get to me in your own time, which you did. I was fairly sure you hadn't just forgotten. You don't seem the type. <laughs> And I was right. So don't take it as my own shrugging off. Take it as having faith in your consciousness. And he then... Take it as your dick did not deserve this pussy. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. I gotta tell you, I wish it did. I no, wish I, it deserved. I, I, I just... You know. Tenfold. You're tenfold. No. You know exactly I mean, I you've mean. seen the people and the chances that I gave. Yes. Where yes. I was like, perhaps this is yes. the thing. And, and I would, uh, not to interrupt you, but 
Do it. The moment when my friend's boyfriend was like, well, why don't, if you want to meet guys, why don't you like learn about sports? And I was like, oh no, like the amount of generosity I'm already spilling over all of these dicks is really exhausting. (laughs) Entirely. I can't learn about sports on top of all. Yes, a thousand percent. (laughs) A thousand percent. So he then, so I said, I was sure you you didn't seem like the type to forget. So take it as me having faith in your consciousness. (laughs) You did not seem like the type to forget. He's not. That man still thinks about me. I have no doubt. He's probably listening. What's up, Lucas? Um, (laughs) Like, to be real, come on. So stay out of my DMs, sir. Oh man, I, I I'm legit shocked that I haven't heard from him on like social media in the last. Well, here you go. Yeah, here it comes. I'm talking right. So he wrote then. How about your faith in my consciousness as a compromise? Not the type to forget, huh? If you say so. And I wrote him. Am I wrong? Why did I send this to Dad? Hmm. Dear Dad. I have a bad feeling about this guy. <laughs> oh, Dad. Why did I send that to Dad? Oh, because it was an email forward. Oh, parents like forwards. Oh, my dad loved email forwards. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay, so it looks like the last we talked, which didn't seem right, but whatever. Um, It seems like the last we talked was like, Mm, summer of 06 right after I had graduated and um yeah his emails to me were just so overwrought and crazy but man how I wish I know <laughs> you know I know he, he he fucked it up so badly like come on man Come on. I mean, it's the same. It's that awards for good boys thing. 100%. It's like, I wore the fedora. I said, milady. why am I not getting the pussy that I deserve? Yes. He really was. He was absolutely a milady fedora type. Yes, for sure. Yes. Um, I, I mean, I hope that he t- tweaked some settings and was able to it. find the girl who wanted all that. Right. Come on, I I, I want. You I don't. To not I'm not bad at those people. You know what I mean? Like we're we all hang on to adolescent bullshit for a lot longer than we need to. And I I do think, oh, always the dick apologist. Like I think that there are people who are assigned male at birth who have bought into a bunch of things where it's like if you do X Y Z, then you will get what you want. And then they're like, oh, it doesn't work that way. (laughs) Exactly. And it's, I mean, their reaction is their fault. The lie is, is part of a foment that is not entirely their fault. But like, again, I grew up slightly abused with no running water and I have never murdered anyone or done hard drugs. So like, at what point... Truly. I know. Was that too much? No. No. I'm just thinking about him. I love you. This was a great episode. (laughs) Oh my god, right? So, you know, I mean, hey, fuck buddies, we always want to hear from you. Let's definitely hear about some people whose red flags were 
out of, or maybe, maybe their red flags were not out of this, out of this world. Um, but they were just, they, they should have been right. And they were just so fucking disappointing. Like, especially because Lucas's time was so perfect. He was so into me right at the moment that I was about to be broken up with. He was so fucking into me. And then he did some creepy incel shit and scared me away. Like, Mm -hmm. you could have had a bad bitch. I don't know. Who does know? Nobody knows. Uh, a very quick recommendation. Um, mm-hmm. I've been watching Little Fires Everywhere. Oh, <clears throat> yes. I'm super into it. I liked it a bunch. There's also a new Miyazaki called uh, Earwig and the Witch, which is upsetting to me because it sounds too much like Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Yes. And also no one wants to think about earwigs. Earwigs, gross. I mean, they address that. That's part of the fun. Um, By fun, but do you mean upsetting? <laughs> It's, it's we only went halfway through it. Um, it is the Miyazaki style of storytelling with a little more CGI than you're used to, so it is a little bit of a bumpy ride. But I'm not against it. All right, happy Valentine's. Sure, happy whatever. Happy <laughs> red colored heart shaped whatever. You're my, but you're my Galentine. Oh, you're my Galentine. I love you and we love you fuck buddies yeah have some fondue and fuck or don't fuck and who cares (laughs) when you have cheese no one cares about sex (laughs) honestly let's be honest that's how it's ending that's how it's ending